Hey, Carm Capriato here, delivering on my purpose to bring insights, ideas, and trends to all aftermarket professionals. Hey, now, this is a bonus episode, bonus number five, and a replay of a CarmCast I did this past week. Now, because we're in unprecedented times, I decided to release this special CarmCast as a podcast of a COVID-19 think tank that we did on March 18th. For many aftermarket professionals, you have most likely prepared for an event like this. Your disaster plan may have not been completely defined as a pandemic where the government imposed restrictions, but you've probably planned for rainy day disaster anyway. You've kept an amount of cash in a separate account to help sustain the business for months of a possible disaster. You've improved your processes and systems and removed yourself as the centerpiece of your business. You've delegated to your people to run the business for you. For many shop owners, you've done good things, learned how to implement smart practices, and held yourself accountable. You've joined networking groups, maybe even hired a coach to bring business acumen to your world. Now, if you've done a lot to become a better marketer and a better leader, you're going to be okay. If not, it's probably not too late. There is some good business advice in this episode that if you implement it, you'll come out the other side of this COVID-19 challenge. We've got a lot more planned to offer you some great insights during the next few weeks. Now, remember, the essence of over 745 podcast episodes from all our show formats is to build a strong business and give you that information so that you can do it. The messages are usually spot on, and for many, they've been influential. Keep in mind, it is still not too late to do the right things for your family, employees, business, and customers. If there's anything I can do to help you, like find a peer network, talk to a friend, find a coach, join an association, please reach out to me, carm, C-A-R-M, at remarkableresults.biz, B-I-Z. Now, with me in this think tank are two shop owners, a technician manager, a business coach, and an IT specialist in a think tank format. You'll value this discussion with Dwayne Myers, Greg Buckley, Matt Fonslow, Danny Sanchez, and Bob Greenwood. And my pledge will be to continue to keep the information flowing with thoughts and ideas from your fellow colleagues. Please listen to learn just one thing and then go implement it. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Carm Capriato, Automotive Aftermarket, uh, 12 noon East Coast time, CarmCast. Um, glad you're here. Yesterday, we had a fabulous little session, about a half hour long, CarmCast, and we had a hell of a panel. We talked about COVID-19 from a customer, employee, and marketplace perspective, and I couldn't help but think about the business side, and so I had a chance to bring in what I call as a really phenomenal think tank in a very short amount of time, and uh, I sure do appreciate my team of five here for coming on my team of five think tankers and uh, so happy to have uh, Greg Buckley from Buckley's Auto Care Wilmington Delaware guys Dwayne Myers from Dynamic Automotive in Frederick Maryland I don't multi-shop owner very interesting perspective I think we'll hear from Dwayne Matt Fonslow shop manager lead Diag guy Riverside Automotive Red Wing Minnesota thanks for having me Glad you're here, Matt, and Bob Greenwood, President and CEO of Automotive Aftermarket E-Learning Center. Good morning. Good afternoon. Our, our Canadian contingent. Uh, I think COVID's going on up in Canada, isn't it? Oh, it's very serious. Yeah. And you're from Vancouver, so you're one of those West Coasters that could very possibly have been affected by what's going on in Seattle, right? Yeah, the government just announced an $85 billion package this morning. It represents 3% of our GDP. 
We're, we're in unprecedented times, everybody, and you know, I, I we're we're not having this uh, this think tank without, in my opinion, extreme reservations as to do the right thing. How are we going to get by this? Uh, I hope history allows us to look back and say we made intelligent and very smart moves to alleviate something that could be a lot worse. And we we did it for all the right reasons and we saved our souls and we saved our businesses. Also with us is Danny Sanchez, CEO and founder, Auto Shop Solutions. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Hey, Danny. Um, Listen, so think about it. A couple of shop owners, a technician, a coach, and an IT guy. I mean, I, I just, I'm sorry. I, I think it's a hell of a panel. <laughs> I just <laughs> love it. it and, I, and I think the perspectives are going to be great. One of the things that uh, I heard from from a coach the other day, and he says, Carm, I'm so worried that people are going to just stop spending money, stop marketing, start advertising, stop telling people the value that they bring. And, you know, I'd love to hear the opinion, Dwayne, for example, of a, a five-store um, shop. Are you going to stop um, marketing in any way because of this? Or do you think if you spend the money, it would be a bad investment? I think Henry Ford said you, you don't stop the marketing. Actually, we with our location leaders, we just sat in a meeting yesterday on uh, new marketing ideas. We're going to try some new things since we feel it's an opportunity to see if something new brings in a different uh, a different audience that we hadn't reached out to before. Bob, what are you telling your clients? Slow down. Keep a level head on your shoulder. Um, one of the biggest things you can do is, or worst things you can do to your business is start making decisions based on emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've really got to think this through. It's an opportunity in, in, in a couple of points, uh, such as uh, looking at your business as to what has to be fixed in it. Perhaps now the time is to start working on it and getting those things in place. Um, certainly, uh, communication with the staff is very critical and keeping them fully engaged as to where we're going, why are we going there? How's it going to affect us and what we can do to keep moving forward? Uh, many other points to be made as well. Um, but you know, keep that head level, you know, that's number one. So the whole marketing side, everyone says, listen, we've got to keep that thing going. Uh, please, when this thing gets over, we need to be recognized as the market leader. And, and you know, that whole communication piece that you just mentioned for the team, I, I do want Dwayne to talk about it in a minute. But I can't help but think, team, and please chime in and let's have a lively discussion, that if that my shop is the centerpiece of my community, we make things run. By the way, we've got seniors that got to get to hospital. We have food that needs to be delivered. We have pantries that need to get emptied and filled. And I can't help but think if you never were the center of transportation needs, you need to become it. And if you are, you need to demonstrate leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that your marketing should stop at all, you know, but the message in the marketing doesn't have to include a discount price. You know, you don't have to have the coupon attached to it. You can have messages of empathy, um, uh, community, um, awareness, and the ability to help. I mean, all of us, I think most of us, uh, you know, have sent out letters of, um, you know, uh, uh, we're here uh, if you need us, you know, like a, like a real strong community letter, letting people know that, look, we understand that everybody's in this situation and how can we help? And I think that, 
you know, you, that, that's a very open, you know, true to self letter, but at the same time, it keeps relevant. It keeps your brand relevant in a sense. And it lets the personal side in too. So, you know, it's, it's the same amount of marketing. It's just that the message is a little different. That's all. Greg, kind of, oh, sorry. Sorry. go ahead, man. <clears throat> well, Greg kind of stole some words right out of my mouth. Um, unwittingly. I'm he sure. does that all the time, by the yeah. way. <laughs> but ser- I think seriously, though, he a few words he dropped are very important is empathy. Uh, we could probably toss in sympathy and then um, uh, activity that we have our fingers on the pulse of what's going on and we're trying to remain factual about what's going on and then the measures we're taking to protect you as a customer uh, or our staff in that you know, services we've offered for years, be it uh, key drop off, be it free shuttling, be it um, uh, free pickup and delivery. Those are all things that help with social distancing, you know, and following recommendations of the CDC or CID, uh, CDIC that we're very sensitive to that fear you have. And we're taking measures to help uh, support you and your vehicle. Cause that's what we do, right? We take care of you through vehicles, right? That, I mean, that's what we do. And these are the measures we take because I can put myself in your shoes and feel that fear with all this stuff going on and misinformation and information. I think that conveys a really good message. We have done such a interesting job in our industry of comparing what we do to doctoring or the medical field. You know, we, it's, it's difficult for me to do an episode and not somehow find a comparison to that. And now here we are in an interesting crisis when we have to take the doctor's lead on the human body but have to take our lead as far as the transportation needs. One of our clients uh, has gone into mode to spend marketing dollars by showing that they care through their actions. And what they're doing is now delivering food to seniors and informed all their clientele. If you have parents that need to receive something, just let us know and we'll be happy to deliver it to them. Showing that you are participating and caring in this whole thing. Thanks, Bob. Danny. And yeah, those are all those are all great action items. There's no question that those are all components that need to be part of uh, you know every shop's action plan for now. It is important to talk about how we get here and how we continue moving forward. And the reason why we talk about marketing in the in the past and doing it for moving forward. So the, some of the issues that we're dealing with now is there's a lot of shops who haven't been doing all the things they need to do to have their marketing ready to have a platform to speak about all these things. So you talk about being able to work more in the community. Well, if you haven't been doing social media or building a presence, well, then your, your ability to do that now through social media is zero. You, you can't do that. If you want to get a message out through your website to people who've, who uh, frequent it, you can't do that this week because you haven't started that. So there's any lesson that we need to walk away from this kind of event is that you can't solve these problems in a week. It takes months to get these pieces moving and this conversation we've had in the industry uh, is still ongoing, and there are still a ton of shops out there who have not engaged marketing on the internet. They don't have a website. They're lacking social media, uh, which is, on one side, it's a great opportunity for those of you who are doing it correctly. Uh, this is a chance to leap ahead of competitors, uh, unfortunately, because a lot of people haven't been taking those opportunities to get the word out very quickly. So on one side, for those of you who have been doing it, 
all the things that the group has recommended so far, please take advantage of it. Help your community. For those of you who haven't taken the time to step into this internet internet world of marketing, where you can then reach your customers when the time comes, when these critical opportunities happen, you're not going to get passed by. So either grow or learn, but do one or the other as an event of this. Danny, thank you for that. Think tanking, think tanking our business. I, I want to keep you on for a minute and ask you a question about the websites. If I'm communicating to my customer, social media looks to be probably the number one, as long as I'm in it and doing it, that's where they would get that instantaneous now information. But Danny, a recommendation for what we need to do on our website. So, I mean, there's, uh, you know, adding information to talk about that you're a particular that we are open, uh, not just the normal hours that you see on Google, but actually communicating, hey, we are open through this. If you need us, reach out mm-hmm. to us. A special, uh, you know, special COVID announcement. We are open and ha- happy to serve you. Um, don't expect people just to think that you're open. I- I'm sure you're going to hear more phone calls, but there's uh, also letting people know that you are following safe practices in the shop. Before they call, they probably want to see that you are taking extra steps to clean the cars, that you are uh, you're wiping them down and doing things like that to make sure that they're safe on their side. Uh, like Bob said before, and, uh, and Greg was talking about, that you are offering free pickup and delivery and some of the other options that can help them from getting exposed to people, especially the elderly, right? Uh, you know, letting people know, hey, we got your back on this. Let us know how we can help and making that information available. Finding out each client's particular situation and how can you adapt to help that client. Mm-hmm. Critical moves is slow down and have the conversations. Right. So business is the act of human service. So the question is, how do we serve? And during this time, it, it gets amplified. So you have to ask those questions. You're right, Bob. And, you know, we, we can't stop doing what we're doing. Um, we, and for those shops that have not been like Danny, like you said, that have not been on track or engaged in, in type of, you know, outreach marketing or social marketing or, you know, internet marketing. Um, the goal is that this is an opportunity for one, learn that you're not there. And secondly, get engaged, you know, make this a tipping point for yourself. Um, because it certainly is for all of us. I don't care how much, how many veterans that we have as auto shops, uh, auto owners, shop owners. Um, this is different. Um, everybody can say that, well, there's been times before where we've had to rally around both nationally, locally and whatever, but this event is different because as I said, and it's not scary, it's reality. You know, it is something that is unknown. Uh, we're as a nation, we're unprepared for. Um, and secondly, we don't know, uh, where it ends and who is going to be, you know, who's contracted with it, whatever. So the unknown is where the fear is, uh, what we need to get over with. And I think Rick White, uh, you know, I watched his video this morning. and I give credit to Rick as being an encouraging individual who came out and just said, you know what, you know, fear is fear. Um, and we got to overcome it. And we're going to wake up and we're going to keep moving. And, and that's, a, that's a solid situation to consider. So particularly, we can count our blessings because at this point, we're not under a mandatory closure like the restaurants are. Right? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. so let's keep some perspective and uh, and keep moving forward. It, either you can you can look at this as it's a blip, or you can look at this as this is going to be a long term thing. I, I really feel like this is more going to be a blip, even though it's not going to feel like one. But I think now's the time to be aggressive for all the other things that you're trying to get done. 
use the time that we have now to move forward. Yeah, I, I think it is a blip in time, but I think it's a punch in the gut. Um, I mean, example here in Delaware, right? We announced this morning or the, the state announced this morning, the Restaurant Association is expected to lay off 50,000 people in our state. Now, we're a state of almost a million people, so we're not that big. So you divide that within 100 miles of, of, of linear uh space down our states are only 100 miles uh, long um you have a really different situation so the first thing i did when i addressed my my son and team is i said listen guys look all right we're going to be okay i'm not worried about the, the longevity of buckley's 53 years we've seen a lot we'll be there for the day after however i said within those uh situations we are probably, and, the, and again, being a realist, they said we're probably going to experience a drop off at some point. You can't take fifty thousand people out of a local, out of a small state economy, and not feel it somewhere, somewhere along the line, it's going to happen. So I go, let's just be diligent. Let's watch our numbers. Let's make sure that we're good at what we do. And and to Bob and and how he coaches, it's, it's look at your labor hours. Make sure you're good. Don't get away from your disciplines. It's just that. Have the expectation that maybe that volume is going to be different. And, and Dwayne, you're looking at elsewhere. For us, we do lighting. And I'll tell you, the strangest thing in the world is I had, like, uh, released – I got rid of lighting, like emergency lighting for vehicles. But all of a sudden, I put I, – I've got, like, almost, uh, what, $10,000 in contracts coming in this month. So you don't know where the, the next phase will come into. It's preparedness and actual expectations. But again, having the tools in place for when these times come, for those of you who have already taken the time in the past to set up financing options for customers. So those people who are out of work but need to get the car back in the road, if you have those tools now, then it's easy to begin that advertising again saying, hey, we know you're going through tough times. By the way, we have special financing to get your car fixed today. Mm -hmm. The the tools that Danny brought up a a minute ago are, are so critical to get through what we're doing and the lesson is, is if you weren't paying attention and weren't including those tools in your offering to your customer, it's going to be an awfully tough thing to figure out how to make all that happen. Hey, a um, couple of random thoughts I'm going to just throw out so that you kind of see where I'd love this think tank to go. Are you carrying accounts receivable? Will there be a hiring freeze? What about full employment, scheduling, layoffs? Are you the transportation magnet of your community? And if it moves, does it go through you? Um, your work with charitable organizations, uh, schools need transportations. And if you have a credit line, which we have talked about on the show, should it be tapped for these instances? Anyone want to take any of those? Accounts receivable are a cancer in our industry. Uh, you certainly have to manage it properly. Uh, I don't believe this is a time to allow that accounts receivable to get out of hand. Um, you may look at your line of credit, manage that line of credit properly so that you're utilizing it to keep the business going, not to just survive. Um, it's, it's interesting how we can panic when it comes to cash, but balance sheet management is more important than ever right now, right down to inventory management and how you're dealing with inventory. Time to have a talk with your supplier and see how they feel about inventory and where it's going. My concern is quite simply, if nothing's coming in from China, uh, we're going to have a parts issue. And uh, it's going to affect us dramatically when you can't get parts. 
that is the conversation you want with your supplier. How do they feel? How do they see it? Because uh, that could really dramatically affect your business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this just becomes a really big topic. You know, it's, it's hard for me to focus on any one thing because I just see this as a big big machine, big, big system, a lot of uh, moving parts and not, not to go backwards, but stuff that uh, these guys are talking about. Um, this is human nature, right? Th- this is what we do. We procrastinate. We put stuff off until it's really too late or we're cutting it pretty thin and everything they're talking about this preparedness. This should have been happening over the years of attending training you got to put over the podcast because it's right that if they're listening to the uh, Remarkable Results podcasts and taking this stuff to heart, a lot of this stuff is already in place or starting to in place. And when uh, Bob was talking about accounts receivable, the first thing that came to my mind was financially, does the shop have emergency funds set up where you're planning three to six months of all your bills, all your... Uh, salaries that you can take care of people. This might be a time where you start tapping that instead of your credit line, right? You know, and it's always that failure to plan is planning to fail, and it's true. But why does it always take? You know, I don't know. Crisis. I, I hate to use that word. That might be a little, <clears throat> little dramatic. But why does it take stuff like this for everyone to start waking up? Like, oh man, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Okay, but yeah. it's behind us, and you know, and let's try to put some inertia, the point of the plow, into what we need to do. And I, I think the think tank is here by saying, okay, you can't do this, but you can do this. Okay, you got to fix that in three months, but you got to do this. And that's what I really would love to be sure that we give that kind of advice. Dwayne, for an example, he stopped breakfast meetings, right? Dwayne, and, and, and you've done a lot of great things. In fact, Dwayne put out a message to his customers that said, we can have a touchless relationship with you. Tell us about that. Actually, I'm staring at it on my website. I went and looked after Danny got talking about it. <laughs> we, we, we put it out on social media, basically, how, how we can, we're still open. You know, we're aware of what's going on um, and the methods we have in place where you can pretty much not see us and we can take care of all your needs. Uh, then we actually put it on our website. When you go to our website, it pops up dead center with a call to action where they can schedule the appointment or close it to go, go to other parts of the website. But basically giving them the information that, you know, we, we can still do our job and still help you and keep you safe at the same time. Good. Start a program. If you haven't already done it, let's get through one thing at a time. You have to start building an emergency fund. Most shops don't have one. And uh, I've been recommending for the past number of years, a simple little move, $10 per RO, put it into a savings account and just put it aside and don't touch it. It's an emergency fund. And then define what you say is an emergency. And just because I'm short cash this month doesn't mean it's an emergency. Right. It could just be plain management. But uh, if you had started that in the past, uh, you'd be well on your way. But it doesn't take much, but it takes the discipline to execute it. And you've heard me say it before. Our biggest enemy is our self-discipline to execute. And uh, we've got to change this. You have to be focused as a business owner today, like never before, on the right things. 
So, so Carm, just talking about moving forward and like action plans, and you know, it's very, very difficult to make a recommendation that's going to fit for everybody because there's uh, so many businesses and so many different places. And just like Bob is saying, some of them have a little bit of a backup, and maybe some are, um, you know, just working from what they can from week to week, and that's uh, that that is what it is. But the strategy at this point is to analyze each decision that you need to make, and you need to look at it from an offensive and defensive kind of point of view. You know, like you could take marketing, for example, and you could say, you know what, I want to be on more offensive. I can afford to be at this point. So I can go after a little bit market, more market share where other people may be getting more defensive and backing down. I can be a little more aggressive. You can take a look at your hiring practices at this point and say, you know, there might be some opportunities to hire a technician. I can stretch myself a little bit and I can afford to be a little offensive at the moment and go after some potential hires that are going to be available as a result of this. And of course, those are the things that come from having a little bit of backup and having the confidence to be a little bit more aggressive, but you do have to make those decisions. Like in the point Bob's saying too, with some of your vendors, is that going to be something you could take more of a defensive strategy or is there an opportunity to maybe buy at a lower price at this point because there's other opportunities. So it's kind of looking at each decision, seeing where you're at as far as your business goes and then deciding, I want to be a little more aggressive with this. I want to be a little more defensive with this and try to balance out your resources. And for everybody, it's really going to be that individual decision of where am I at and what is my opportunity to grow through this? Or do I need to just sit back and be more defensive and protect the things that I have? Of course, protecting everybody that's in the business at the moment and your community needs to be your primary activity. So whatever you have to do to keep your people uh, safe and working is, I think, the number one. Your community safe and keep their cars on the road is number two. Um, and then everything else, you make decisions on your growth plan. You know, Danny, you pointed it out. Every business is different and there is no silver bullet here. People, every business has to be examined carefully as to what they should be doing based on their situation, based on their market, based on their clientele, it thoroughly work that through. And I think it sounds like Dwayne has definitely done it in his operation. Well done. And, uh, it, it's key. It's key. Just to say one shop has done this, it's going to apply to everybody else is wrong. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And this is a, this think tank is an idea share because the podcast has has been successful for five years because we've shared insights and ideas, and people will take them, make them their own, tweak them, and and now it becomes the dynamic piece and the Buckley piece and 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 the Riverside piece, and, and that's what what's going on here. And that I love this idea share. I just want real quickly, I want to tell you what I have done in the last week. Um, give some people some ideas. You know, I, I was at uh, a Chamber of Commerce meeting and, and afterwards the CEO, we were talking and he was telling me about the restaurants. And this was before they, they closed them down, how bad it was. I started to understand the severity of what we were getting ready to get into. So the first thing I did was I did call my bank. I have a great relationship with my bank. I have a line of credit that I have nothing drawn on right now. And I told them I, I want to double it. And they're like, Okay. And I go, why? I said, because I'm a forward planner. I, just in case, you know, I may not need any of it, but if it's, I know it's there because I don't want to ask you when I need it. I want to ask you when I don't. And, uh, and they're working on that this week. Apparently there's quite a few people that have called them and they're going to take care of that. So that's just one more thing I have in place just in case, you know, the savings runs out or something else happens or an opportunity presents itself. You know, I, I, I can be prepared for it. The next day in the morning, I, I called together a Zoom meeting with all my location leaders. I wanted to explain to them where we were at and what was getting ready to happen because it feels a little like after 9-11 where it got very quiet. 
very a little eerie and and it's it's getting that way um and i told him what i think we're going to expect we're going to get slower we might have to close for a while you know so don't spend money you don't need to you know but spend it where you need to uh like in marketing you know uh i told him because they asked me can we do this i said absolutely we can do this i did separate our stores uh me Lee, and jose are not going to different stores we're staying at our store I said, I could easily lose one store and still function than all four of them. And, and then then uh, then it hurts really bad. You know, we have breakfast on Saturday mornings. We stop that. Just the simple things. Um, we change the way we do our bookkeeping. Um, we then, I told them, go down and talk to your people. Tell them what's going on. We're not going to lay people off. You may lose some hours, but you will have a home to come back to after this is all over. And we want you to know that. And you know that everybody is going through this. So, Everyone has to deal with it. And I feel with, with a plan and them knowing what we're doing, we'll bounce back faster and they're more comfortable. You know, it takes some of their edge off knowing that we have ideas, some plans, and we've communicated them. And I think, and Bob said earlier, that is the number one most important thing you can do. I don't care if you don't have a penny to your name, talk to your people, let yeah. them know what's going on. You know, it's interesting. I had pointed out to me by one of my clients about the younger generation, the guys in their 20s, they don't really watch the news. So they kind of hear about what's going on. So I suggested to my client, well, then let's try this at lunchtime. Let's put on the news for a half hour. Listen to the news as to what's really going on out there and start paying attention to it. And then maybe there's a 10 minute discussion after that. How's it affecting us? Those conversations and educating your staff are going to be critical now because you don't need them to go into panic and you need them focused and saying, yeah, don't worry. We're all okay. Here's how we're dealing with it. I think what I hear amongst everybody in the panel, there's one word, communication. Yes. Critical. Absolutely. It's effective communications. And it's also one to deliver and it's also one to not to accept. Sometimes a shop owner could get so overwhelmed with the, uh, the negativity of what's around them that they fail to understand that just one little phone call to a relief valve, it could be the banker, it could be the vendor, it could be anything, will actually turn around and say, okay, I got that done and I feel better because one avenue is still there for me, one lifeline is still there, one, you know, the banker is still there for me and everybody here is together in it and they're there to help me and I'm there to help them. And my staff is the same way. You, you reach out to your staff. Keeping lines of communication open is absolutely critical, uh, you know, just from anybody and everybody on the panel today has just said exactly that. Lines of communications are, are, are just so important to get through these things because you're dealing emotionally, you're dealing with so much. Am I open? Am I closed? What about my employees? What about this? What about that? So the silo method just does not work. And really there is a a huge relief because, you know, I, I think all of us can be fair in saying that at one point in time, we've been there and we know what it's like to be isolated or keep ourselves isolated physically and mentally. Mentally is the hardest thing. And once you start to open up, and realize that you're not the only one and you're just not the only auto shop. You're the you're not the only small business that has to go through this journey. So it's not comfortable, but at the same time, it can feel more comfortable. So, you know, does anybody understand me on that one? You know, yeah. <laughs> and having those lines of communi- communication um, leading to the shop beyond just the 
the the phone. Well, yeah, um, one one hurdle, <laughs> getting through one hurdle or keeping one line open can be that lifeline that keeps your doors open. You yeah. know, and you know, and it can give you a good night's sleep. Yep. So, and where I was going with that is down at Vision, uh, I start getting hit with um, Google My Business messages. Facebook mm-hmm. messages by clients. Are you still open? Are you still open? I found mm-hmm. that almost ridiculous, to be honest. I did. Like, I did not equate measures taken with COVID 19 of not being able to take your car to the shop or shops being closed because of it. But mm-hmm. that's a very real thing. So, because we have those lines of communication open that way to, to the shop, client to shop, beyond the phone call, I was able to, you know, and nothing special, just a Facebook post, some text messages, some phone calls to people, photos of, uh, you know, like disinfectant wipes, uh, Kleenex that, you know, we're, we're cleaning things. We're, we're, we're trying to take precautions and yes, we are open and we have these other offerings to help you. The effect was almost immediate. And I'm not saying we instantly got super busy, but the phone lights up and how quickly that stuff gets shared and, uh, spreads out across the web or from ears mm-hmm. to your client's ears. I guess what I heard when you were saying that communication, sometimes we think about that just like internally or us reaching out to uh, our clients, but it's the other way too. If we have stuff in place, like Danny's suggesting, there's means for them to reach out to us very easily, very quickly, other than that phone call. We could go on for an hour, but we're not. We're going to kind of tuck this thing, put a pin in it. If if necessary, we'll we'll, we'll come back. We'll do, we'll do a part two. We're up on Facebook. We're on uh, we're on LinkedIn. We're on YouTube. Uh, share this uh, amongst your peers. Uh, thank you so much for everyone that was hanging out. Uh, I do want to find a conclusion here. Greg said <clears throat> it's all about effective communication, and I wrote the word leadership above that. And I have to tell you that I think our role as leaders in our industry and shop owners, managers, is we have to set set the pace for our team. It, it is not time to lose a great team. It is not time to lose a great business, but it is time to stop and rethink what you're doing, how you're doing it, and what you need to change when this thing is behind us. Uh, I, I always hate the I told you so stuff. Maybe it's time for us to to, to, to rethink uh, the fact that uh, there's a lot of things that we could be doing. I think we'll become a stronger aftermarket because of this. I really do. Uh, so many that are in a sea uh, of aloneness uh, will maybe reach out and realize that the Rick Whites of this world and, you know, that, that the entire team that's reaching out with the online videos, with the support will really make 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 a strong difference now i want to bring this to a conclusion and i want to ask greg Dwayne, and matt how's business greg uh actually we've been staying pretty pretty steady we've had a decent book uh, our march is actually better than last march um we we've dialed in <laughs> bob would like to hear this. we've dialed in our uh, our hours per which are very close to uh, 3.0. And we're kind of, con- we're not content, never content, but we're good, you know, and it seems that we're having our good days and bad days. So I'm, I'm encouraged. I th- like I said, I'm not depressed or something, but I think we're going to be okay for this period. Dwayne. Actually, after I got done telling everybody we were going to get slow, we 
looked up. Um, (laughs) It's an industry you never judge. But, you know, of course, we did exactly what you all said is is we put information out on social media and we have a strong following because we've worked at it for years, which, you know, it, it proves it right there. The shops itself are, are busy. The The one that might have taken a little more of a hit is our quick loop because it's so personal, you know, but it, it's still the car counts down, but the ARO's up They're They're, you know, and they're taking more time, you know, less cars. They have more time. They can see we're, we're cleaning stuff. I mean, we're constantly keeping up with it and letting them know. So we're actually spending more time with each customer because there's a little less of them right now. Um, but in the end, the, the numbers are still there. And, and I believe when you do right by the community, it comes around back to you inevitably. Yeah. Thank you, man. Matt? Uh, honestly, the uh, numbers are better. Very much like Dwayne said, we have the shop meeting kind of. We're not sure where this is going, but, you know, no layoffs, anything like that. But maybe reduced hours expected to slow down. And the end of February was oddly slow for us. I'm not for sure why but then i got back from vision and stuff and things picked up like Dwayne said right after that meeting the phone freaking starts ringing so we gotta have more doom and gloom uh <laughs> meetings with the staff <laughs> to trigger the phone i think right. and then uh thank you so danny i'll give you uh, uh, your last word here yeah just uh worth, worth saying you talk about staying busy the Google trend right at the moment for the terms auto repair are actually on par. They're not down significantly. They're on an average point over the last 30-day period that we've been monitoring. So there is no sign at the moment that people are looking for auto repair any less than they were a month ago. Sure. So yeah. keep that in mind with your uh, marketing, that the Google trends are actually right on par. Great advice, Danny. Thanks so yeah. much. Bob, I'll give you the last word, man. Keyword, how are we doing things? and really examine that. And as a business coach, I've gone through that with each client. How are we, how have we been doing things? How must we change? And are we doing it better? Because the fact is these are changing times. So we've got to examine how are we doing things, communicating internally, communicating externally, building solid trust relationships. Very important today. Take the time to communicate with your clients and have those discussions when they're in your building. Thanks, Bob. No doubt we're going to come out of this thing uh, better, stronger, and uh, a whole lot smarter. And we're going to realize the power uh, that we have in leading our team and leading our market. 